Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 55 of the What The Sheep Podcast, where myself and Alana will be discussing and breaking down and trying to figure out what the heck is going on in Xandria Unlimited episode 6. So, without further ado, let's, uh, let's try to, let's, let's, let's try to figure out exactly what's, uh, what's going on. A lot of mystery, um, a lot of different things being thrown at us. Uh, but let's just take it step by step, starting with the beginning of this episode, where the first thing I want to talk about, because this has been a theme, a, l- a little bit of a theme over the past couple episodes, with Fira paying particular attention to Dorian. Now, mm. this isn't an immediate cause for alarm or confusion, as Dorian seems to be the person who's had, uh, who's, the crown has the most effect on Dorian. Um, yeah. And she is obviously showing a bit of concern in this and just making sure he's okay. Um, yes. Now, whether, because th- then that begs the question is, is is it just because she is concerned for his well-being? Or if we're still on that timey-wimey stuff, or even if it's not timey-wimey stuff, um, she she may know more about Dorian and this whole thing that's going on than she's letting on. Yeah. But I don't know. But, but yeah, you say, because I feel like we were drifting off the timey-wimey stuff from yeah. last episode, which is great that it was only like a few days oh, yeah. ago that we did the last episode because oh, it's yeah. still fresh. But I feel like we were drifting away from the timey-wimey stuff. But with the end of this episode where she's like, you made a mistake before, like it, it, right. I'm not sure now. I'm not sure. <laughs> sure if there is timey-wimey stuff involved or right. if it is just a very similar, like it's, you know, patterns repeating itself. I'm, fe- I'm feeling like it's more of a patterns thing. It seems yeah. to be what it's what it's I, shaping up to be. Yeah, I just, um, I, I like that too. I think so far in the entire series, my favourite thing is the interactions between the, the players, like the role play between the players. Um, it's... It's tricky, and I'd love for them to talk about a little bit more about how you have Fear Ray, yeah, I'll learn to pronounce the name yeah. eventually. Fear Ray, who is seemingly, like, Anjali seemingly has a lot of extra information. She's been given yes. a lot of extra information yep. by the DM, um, obviously, like setting and NPCs and things like that, but mm-hmm. also backstory uh, information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, that that's really interesting to me. Um, yeah. The closest I've ever gotten in home games or anything is like when a character is possessed or this like something happens to a character to the side, but it's never lasted longer than maybe a session. Um, yeah. So th- that's what I find really interesting because it's almost like you have a co-DM mm-hmm. in that scenario that can help lead the story further, but then they're also a player. So right, <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think it's interesting, an interesting thing, but then it's, does kind of add to the confusion of who knows what Dorian mm-hmm. is Dorian knows what happens now, but we still don't know what that is. Does Robbie know what that is? Like, yeah. And um, it's, I think one of the, I think we've talked about this and I think one of the aspects of this campaign is that's making it as confusing as it is, is that it is only an eight episode campaign but there's all of these elements, there's all of these character backstory elements and like narrative beats that 
make this feel like it should be a very long extended campaign to fully flesh out all of these different things that are happening. Yeah. Um, but we know that it's only, there's only two episodes left. So it's like, okay, but how, how are like these things that are coming up? Like, should I care about these things that are coming up when the show's going to end in two episodes? Like, are, are, is yeah. there going to be like a satisfying ending to what's happening with these different story threads that are popping up? Like it's hard me at times to become invested in some of these different plot elements because i don't know like if they're even going to have any relevance if that makes sense yeah it's like dorian's backstory and his name that's interesting and that's really good characterization mm -hmm. but is it going to be relevant in the end outside of just being a fun rp moment mm -hmm. um not that everything has to be relevant yeah in of course that's not what we're course. saying at all mm -hmm. just um when it is built up to such a big moment um it's like i i can't i don't know i hope it is because yeah i hope oh, there's yeah. one more about this janasi um mm -hmm. this janasi family but he said he's been gone for long and they're far away so yeah. i'm not sure if that's gonna that's gonna come to fruition um no i i saw a really good post on reddit um and it was, it was really it was really well worded i didn't agree with a, a lot of what it was saying but there was some few good points talking about how um a lot of the players, or at least like say Liam and Ashley and Matt, who are used to the long form of storytelling, mm -hmm. they might be used to more like keeping the characterization closer to your chest and slowly unveiling it because they're used mm -hmm. to, you know, 150 plus oh, yeah. episode campaigns. Mm -hmm. um, so, in the short form, not to say that Critical Role can't, because again, as this post suggested, like they do one shots and they get these oh, characters yeah. out mm -hmm. really quickly, but it might be more like, because you're leading into this mini campaign, it's harder to just like have, here's the character, here's everything about them. Let's mm -hmm. play the game. It's still, we are spending a lot of time on this characterization on yeah. this, um, on this, yeah, on this trying to figure out what happened with these characters. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 different. That's the yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a different way to to tell a story. Yeah, it's all and it's, it's it and it's. To. I'm glad they're doing it in Taldor. It's really cool. I like uh, I like the aspects that Abri is adding to it. Um, she mm -hmm. mentioned on Twitter that is it Nidok Nidok Pal Nirok Pal, um, Nidal Nidal Park. Nidal Park. It's like entirely her creation, which I think is oh, really nice. cool. I like the idea of like hidden cities and like um, multiracial. Yeah. And I think we were, I think uh, you were, we were right on the nose with uh, it being like a Sun Warriors type deal from yes. Avatar. Yeah, that was cool. There were a couple, there were a couple Avatar references that she dropped uh, yeah. this episode. So I feel that like that's, thought, that's yeah. more or less confirmation that, that that was kind of an inspiration for, for yeah. this place. It's cool. No, that was cool. Cool. Yeah, no dragons yet. Sadly, sadly, no dragons. That would be really nice <laughs> to see them, but that's all right. Um, but yeah, so some other some other things that we learned early on in this episode is that Mirada, that Singhorn Singhorn uh, Elven lady, clad in clad mm. in purple, is keeping a close eye on yeah. on Opal, particularly close eye. Hmm. Yeah, is it it's, so? Because when they met her too, there was that moment where she tried to read her mind or something, didn't she? She like was doing yes, thoughts. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking there's some uh, connection to her wanting Ted, mm -hmm. um, 
And we get that kind of at the stinger of this episode where it's clear that she's made this connection with Ted or she's yeah. doing something. Their whole mm-hmm. thing was to split or negate Opal's magical abilities, which comes from Ted. So yeah. <laughs> we still don't know really what Ted is. We, we got the confirmation we got the confirmation last week and we got more talk about it today about how Ted is in Opal. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. but also not dead, but is in Opal, is a is an actual... Yeah, so I mean, could it be maybe when Opal and Ted, like, left their town, maybe Ted got tangled up in some stuff that she shouldn't have? Yeah. And so somehow through divine magic or otherwise, she yeah. bamfed into Opal to save herself? And maybe and now, whatever yeah. she got tangled in involves the Singorn people. And now there's something with Opal's mother. Was that just more like a, a, a memory-based thing? Or I feel like it was... I, yeah, I feel like it's probably more of just like a memory flavor type deal. Yeah. Don't know if it yeah. holds any significance. Um, but, again, it's like we don't fully yeah. know yet uh it's a bit it's a bit like lost there's we get a couple answers and 20 times more questions yeah as it, as it progresses yeah um but it's because the, the i mean the 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 elves and all those people from singhorn they're not evil they're not malicious we assume i, I think we're, I we're only think assuming because they they're from singhorn yeah but they're the ones that told us they were from singhorn right they didn't yes 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 because they were going to take yeah. them there Potentially. They could be lying. Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. And again, uh, as we said before, we you would think that they would know if a divine gate to the Feywild was within their, you know, yeah. domain. And so, yeah, they could have just been passing through trying to, to uh, absorb these various pockets of magic that are seeping out into these, like, residuum spikes. Um, but I yeah. don't know. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, and I guess from what we know from Singhorn too, they're, they're kind of a little bit of a classless society, at least 30 years ago they were. So that they, they could be like these authoritative wardens of the forest, but it does seem a bit strange that they're now hunting them down and seemingly breaking into a forbidden city. Like, yeah. Because you, I want to know, how do they get into this super hard to get into city? <laughs> true, because if the city only reveals itself to those who are worthy, but they're maybe, after maybe, maybe that's Ted. Mm. Eh. Right. I just want to check. Just, Is the stream stream going okay? I'm just seeing Julia uh, in the chat. It looks okay on my end. I have it up on my Let my us know in chat if it's running okay. Just checking. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, just let us know if there's if there's any. Looks okay on my end, but who knows? Um. But anyways, yeah. So that that's that's a little that's a little strange. Um. Yeah. But they were able to get to the city in a very like picturesque oh. scene, um, up on top of like a cliff with the waterfall flowing ne- near them, and then seeing this just immense city. A uh, once, once long, long forgotten or thought to be abandoned and in ruins is a thriving society, mm. ancient society, yeah. which is really cool. Um, That's really cool. But one of my favorite parts about this episode, and I think, I think every every campaign needs this, and it's and it's jumping off a waterfall. Yeah. I think every every campaign needs that yeah. scene. 
because because actually I was thinking about this. There's actually a lot of interesting characterization in jumping off of a waterfall. Yeah. Um, because they each of their own characters did something different when they when they jumped <laughs> off. It was very particular particular to who they are as a character. So I just thought it was interesting to note that um, jumping off of a waterfall is a uh, a good scene to have for just minor characterization stuff. A lot of fun. Yeah. We we had a waterfall and hit dice heroes. It was probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We did. And I just think back to, I don't think it was a waterfall, but I think back to in campaign one when they're having the diving contest, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the, Percy, yeah, Percy going a little, a uh, little overboard, I think for, uh, yeah. that one, bringing explosives <laughs> yeah. into it. Magnesium or something. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Oh my um, God. But no, the city sounds really cool. I'm, it does. I'm liking the, so, but uh, another question about it. Yeah. It's m- from what I understood, it was Malora was the one that was making it accessible, or this was her commune. Yes, I believe who's, so. Who's watcher then? The the, the observer, that statue. The observer, that they came yeah, across? yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, it was a it was a feline statue, right, with like four was angelic it? wings. I can't remember. I I I thought he'd said feline. Nature. I can't remember though. That's what I pictured in my head for some reason. But I was watching. Oh yeah, no, it. you're right. A feline humanoid, a shattered halo of light, a set of wings behind her. Yeah, it could it could just be a a being they looked it up to. Could be like a construct. It could literally be like a construct guard of yeah. the, the place. Yeah, because um, didn't um, uh, Dariax when he had that vision with mm. with this observer didn't he like say like who are you or like what do you do or something and she, all she said was i observe yeah so it could just be yeah something like that where it's just a construct of some kind maybe that was personified into this being maybe yeah cool. i don't know this is an ancient pre-calamity society that's that's yeah. been uh that's been thriving and maybe some of the people because i mean this is a very a very diverse um city mm. So perhaps there are maybe because the calamity was thousands of years. No, not thousands of years ago. It's hundreds of years ago because it's only yeah. eight hundred post divergence. Yeah. Ish. Um, I mean, maybe there's some old elves that were here. They're around around that time. Maybe. I doubt they're they're going to be looking for that kind of information. But I love learning well, about the lore of these places. So yeah, I, mean, I would it, want it to could know. Be, could be even longer because a lot of people did survive the calamity. Like, like yeah, kind of people were okay mm-hmm. you know that's true speaking um yeah it's yeah that, that's michael thomas it's, it's Uatu from the marvel that's why i keep saying the watcher <laughs> instead of the observer. Oh, that's all i was okay. thinking of um, i don't understand the reference but yeah <laughs> nice nice um but yeah no um i city i like the as we said like the the multiculturalism of it mm-hmm. um i like the description of it um i got it gave me vibes of another kind of ancient city and i can't remember now what it was but oh no um, we now have loxodons in yeah Andrea, yeah really cool um i oh, wonder yeah. if we're going to get oh what are the what are the hippo people the uh the griffs the gifts the gifs but i can't remember what the hippo people are called um but they're fun too uh oh, okay but yeah that's really cool i like the idea yeah. of having loxodons in Tal'Dorei. Mm-hmm. um 
Or is this even Tal'Dorei? I had like a yeah. thing in my mind. Yeah. Like, have they gone through another portal? Are they in who, a realm or something? Who knows? <laughs> because we got uh, the Earth Genasi that they came across, Elam, who mm. apparently has some semblance of a relationship with Firarai, um, mentioned, uh, maybe, maybe it was Elam, or maybe it was Thrushkul um, later on, or Thrushkul. Uh, but they mentioned that she didn't know what Tal'Dorei meant. She knows it yeah. as what Wasar. Is that has that Wasar. always been a has that always been a thing? That before Tal'Dorei I, was Tal'Dorei was Wasar. I didn't get that. Like I, I didn't know. I didn't. I don't know that. Um, mm. But that's kind of like what I picked up on. Maybe. But in my head, I was also like, are they on a different continent? Like, is this like somewhere oh, else? Oh yeah. Um, Some weird. But seemingly stuff. Seemingly, too, I get the sense, obviously, that Furay and Elam are from, like, the elemental planes. Because mm, they keep mm-hmm. talking about how they've come from somewhere else. Um, I'm wondering if, like, Dorian is, too. Like, I know not all Genasis are from the elemental plane. A lot of them are born mm. in the material plane. Um, but it's interesting that the, you've got all these people that are clearly traveling from other planes. And maybe that yeah. explains where the Loxodons come from. Like maybe they're traveling from Eberron or wherever, mm-hmm. um, uh, which would be really cool. Which again is oh, pointing yeah. us towards this planes convergence, uh, multi-reality. Yeah. Yeah. Again, watching too much Loki, mm-hmm. but you know. <laughs> but I mean, converging. listen, stuff like there, there are some things I'm excited about with uh this Xandra Unlimited stuff, but we'll get to that when we when they get to uh, Thrust Cool. They um, go around the corner and there's a spell jammer, like, just parked <laughs> next to one of the towers, and they're oh like, okay, God. well, there we go. Yep, and there it is, and there it is. Um, what actually was... Oh, okay, it actually is in this in this scene, looking at my notes. Um, one thing, so they're they're having a nice a nice little chit-chat with, with Alam and stuff, and the dog Google... Was that Google, the dog's Google? name? Google? Google? I don't know, it's, but it's adorable. G-O-L, which is like the mathematical <laughs> number. Uh, oh, yeah. mathematical, but, you know, this is the most mathematical oh, yes. number. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, but it was just cute. A- Ashley, just, Ashley Johnson obviously has a loves loves dogs and stuff, so it was just funny seeing Fern have such a uh, positive reaction to the, to the little pupper. Yeah. Um, that was cute. And then it almost became a oh yeah like yeah. evil dog. It almost yeah, the the dog is now Lolth's champion. <laughs> Wonderful, that would have been That's something. amazing. Yeah, or that no, because fun, because one. dogs are too pure, they are just mm. immune to the effects of of the circlet. Dogs are locked in as chaotic good creatures, yes. and they cannot be changed. Yep. Canon, that is my yep. head canon. <laughs> Um, but no, so yeah, during this, during this conversation, um, Elam, upon seeing, I think it was maybe upon seeing this symbol and explaining a little bit of her knowledge of what this, like, fire symbol kind of was, Mm. she then, she then began talking about this strange, like, celestial alignments, saying that Ruidus is out, and Mm -hmm. the dark moon, or the, the, the dark moon is a dark omen. And yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Hey. I hate it so much. I hate how there's all these goddamn. Ferris Dune had to had to make his way in here at some point. I I hate Gotta it. Be. I hate how there's <laughs> always these little drops, these little moon drops. The moon. Um, 
The moon! Like, I wonder... I wonder if, like, maybe Matt had talked to her about some of the moon stuff that was going on, and so now yeah. she's just, like, incorporating it a little bit into, into, the into moon, Andrea the moon is It's too much fun. The moon. I know I use it the is. moon a lot in, in our game because I'm just like, I know these guys fucking love the moons. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. So I'm always using moon stuff. But it's just like... What, what's happening? Like, is it just an omen? Is it is it literally going to fall into this? Yeah, this story that we had the moon stuff and the, in the first episode. <laughs> the thing that I love, into the moon stuff. Like, I feel like I feel like the moon has always been like a uh, a big topic in the critical Role community and stuff with Rudis. Yeah. But I just love I I love that Kirley's moon video has just turned it into something even more. Like yeah. now it's like. Before it was like it was like we were like a little cult of like of like the Mooners, right? Where yeah. where we, we talked about Ruidus in, in private, but now it's become more of like a mainstream topic in the in the community where it's like everyone's like the moon, the moon. We will it's not just, be uh, silenced. Yeah, we will not be silenced. <laughs> um, I think this is I think because I've just seen Andrea say like Matt and now Abria knows what's on the moon. I think they might not actually ever do anything with the moon because i think it's yeah. too big a thing that they have in their guides and it's likely going to be in the new Tal'Dorei guide i think it's going to be a thing that they want to leave open for other people to oh yeah do i could see that campaigns. um but i do really want a canon answer i know <laughs> give it to us matt give it to <laughs> us in in like 30 years time, 40 years time when the like critical role is done. Like we yeah. are all retiring and the, the channel is over and we're all old yeah. and we're like, yes, it's good. <laughs> That's old Atlanta apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, by the way, this is what the moon was. <laughs> yeah. That's like the fi their final word uh, on critical role. They just spill everything about the moon. Yeah. yeah. Just red cheese all along. Or it's like a it's like a fourth wall break, and we as the viewers are viewing this world through oh, the lens are, of Ruidus. We are the moon. We are the moon. The critters are the moon. <laughs> Get that hashtag trending. We are the moon. <laughs> we are the moon, y'all. <laughs> we were the moon this whole time. Wait, the moon is us. Always has been. Oh no. <laughs> the moon was in us all along. <laughs> yes. Listen, y'all. If we if we mysteriously disappear, it's because oh, we were right. Fuck. If we miss, if we crack the, come <laughs> on to us. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> heard it here first, Cannon. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're never wrong. We've never been wrong. God. Um. Okay. Okay. So I actually have a big question about <laughs> about Opal. About Opal. How does she have Druidcraft? Is that, is she like a, no, fa is she a fey warlock? And that's I, how she gets Druidcraft, or? I looked it up and now I can't remember, because I had that same question. Um, it might be because she could pick from, but yeah, what's that, what's that, what's that? Someone, someone in chat's going to beat me to it. But yeah, it was interesting. Um, because of her pact. Yeah. Ooh, dang it. It could be, um... You guys are like the hosts of BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> yeah. We need a, uh... We need a, um... 
a critical role version of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't find it. I can't find it. But yeah, probably some packed stuff. Yeah, that makes that 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 makes the most sense. I was just like, how is she? How is she doing? Because I'm bad at D and D, y'all. I don't know anything about D and D. I just play it because it's fun. Uh, so I was like, how, how is she, she doing? I think just Magic Initiate Druid. Oh, that's also what I was thinking. I love messing around with Magic Initiate stuff. Mm. It's always, it's always a fun time. Yeah. Um, definitely only available for Druids. So, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it was interesting. It's cool. It's cool little a tidbit. Yeah. Act of the book. Um, but, anyways. So in this conversation, Alam couldn't give them too much information since, as they said themselves, they're not a scholar, so they didn't really have the answers they were looking for as far as this fiery symbol was. All that she knew is that it meant like a place of burning. That's pretty much all it meant. Um, but in this in this conversation that they were having, they decided to talk about their deepest, darkest secrets explain things that maybe they hadn't had time to explain before and we got dorian's real name in this in this conversation a name that is long dead to him a name that his mother gave him bronte bronte's bronte's name yeah. and wanting to know his last name because apparently he was pretty mums the word i'm wanting to reveal mm -hmm. his last name as well so i mean it, it could just be as simple as it's just it's in the past whatever he's done apparently Fira Rai might know what he's done since she kind of hinted at that. Yeah. Um, so it seems like it seems like the way that Doran was explaining it that Bronte and whatever his last name is is more or less like dead to him, or he just wants to move past it. You know, he's starting a new life as Dorian Storm, and he just wants to leave whatever happened in the past in the past. Mm. So that's what I think. It, that's what I think it might just it might just be. Yeah, and it's because he, he has talked about his family and talked about not being there for a while. Like, he's talked about his brother. Um, I agree. I think it's just more moving on um, rather than there be some kind of, like, sinister or, um, uh, you know, highfalutin yeah. kind of <laughs> story element that's going to come into it. Um, apart from the fact that he's a Genasi and he seemingly has mentioned something about some kind of Genasi community um, that might still or not be there. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's all right. I mean, but again, so like bringing up the, because like we were saying before, not everything in D&D &D has to have a meaning. Um, but because there's, at least in, in this in this story in particular, because there's so many different things being thrown at us, it's hard to choose or it's hard to figure out which ones are actually relevant for like a the the main story of this series. So we're looking, we're we're trying to find different story elements that are popping up to justify wanting to like fully buy into whichever story arc is going to be like the main one. Yeah. Not that there really has to be, but when we're like, is this going to have any relevance? Is because at least for me, like I'm I'm looking for something to piece things together. I guess is is the is the right way to. Yeah. Um, to yeah we talked we talked about it a little bit, and it is, <clears throat> as you say, I really like that that 
excuse me, that metaphor of piecing the story together because that's kind of what we do yeah. on the show as well. <clears throat> so I think it's uh, it's been tricky because every time it feels like we're getting to an answer, it's just going somewhere else. Um, like this 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 rune that they went to find, it's it, it translated to place a fire. And it's like, okay, now what? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what, what do we do with that information? And yeah. it's like, so they, they're now going to go find this other person who will better understand the translation. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They're sort of like spiritual leader, I guess. One of, yeah. one of four, I think. Yeah, the Tetraki. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but in this, we learned about a new, a new person, uh, Umeji. 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 Yeah. Umeji. Like another, another supposed uh, connection to Vera Ryan her past. Yeah, because because she seemed the most upset that she had left. Yeah. But didn't didn't um Imal Imal is that the Earth Genasi? Uh, Elam. Elam Elam. I got those letters all mixed up. <laughs> um, Elam wasn't her secret that Umeji visited her before she left. Isn't that what she said? Maybe was it? Elam. Yeah. Um, I've got crit roll stats to help me with this, but they said like Elam admits that before Tetraki Maji left, she may have stayed the night there. Oh. What is going on in this? triangle of people oh shit but we do know that she's she she had left and is heading south towards the iron authority i think that's what it was called which is a uh a cult i guess that worships or is a similar is a similar society dedicated to the betrayer gods that's the kind of it's it's a um it's a group of like settlements and small cities. They're they're hobgoblin and bugbear. Ah, oh, okay. Um, they, yeah, they they worship Grumsh Grumsh. I think it is Grumsh Grumsh. <laughs> it's one of the Macharri gods, but yeah, oh. at least they used to. And I think they said like she's going to see if this place is as barbaric as it's made out to be. Like, mm-hmm. um. Huh. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting uh, mm-hmm. going to that place. I do like exploring these places, but it's, yeah. it, it's a bit like I kind of want them to have a bit of a win at one of these places because <laughs> it feels like they get know. there and then they have to leave. There's always um, there's always someone hot on their heels. Yeah, like no, no matter what they do, there's they're still kind of being outwitted somehow by mm-hmm. mysterious people in purple. Um, yeah. Yeah. And again, because it's like, who, who's the villain? I, I guess there doesn't really have to be a villain, um, and and D and D doesn't have to follow like typical storytelling tropes and stuff. By like one hundred percent, doesn't have to follow any of that. But like for me, it's like I'm trying. I'm just I'm just trying to understand. And maybe I should I shouldn't be trying to understand. I should just and I am and just enjoying it uh, for what it is. A very chaotic group of people traveling through Tadori trying to solve solve the issues of of higher powers and stuff like that um but it also feels very grand what they're doing for for level three interacting with with gods having a piece of uh, uh having a vestige um 
So it's kind of like okay, so it can't it can't be like too too insane because I mean they're only level three. I mean it could be insane and it does end in like a TPK or something like that. Um, but it's like oh man, they gotta they gotta tread carefully. They are squishy babies. They uh mm. they can die pretty uh pretty quickly. Yeah yeah um uh get the name right Dorian uh. <laughs> really messed up with the yeah. one hit yeah um did you forget yeah they're only level three those guys will go down quick <laughs> yeah yep yep it's uh it's a bit spooky um but so a couple more things when they were telling deep dark secrets about themselves even though most of them were really deep or dark uh we learned that fern lost her parents or that her parents left about 50 years ago so there's definitely mm. been some time since whatever backstory stuff happened with her and the War Queen and all that stuff yeah. is probably from a while ago. Mm. Um, we learned that um, Opal, Opal's real name is Georgina, and Ted's full name is Theodora. Yes. That's another more small stuff. Um, and then just a minor thing about Dariax, he never actually dated Darla Star. Shame. Oh, that was actually like shame, really shame. sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know. Yeah, that's just Matt being like, <laughs> and they yep. saw that actor of like, just like, damn it. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> uh, and then we had Orum. Uh, his last name is Tarantel. Mm. I believe is what it was. Um, and he was checking out Dariax's apple. Mm-hmm. When uh when you jump off the waterfall, very very dark secret. Mm. Yeah, I mean, everyone was. Let's be oh, real. Of course, <laughs> I mean how how can you not when an apple is that popping, as as mm. Dariax put it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was, but... <laughs> that was so damn quick too. I know. That made me laugh the most. Like, yeah. Ah. Uh, I can't. Um, I can't. Yeah, that's that's incredible. <laughs> it's that. so good. It's so good. Um. But anyways, so there, there wasn't much more they could get from, from Elam. Their journey was taking them to speak with this spiritual leader, um, a Loxodon, who they eventually came across after having that minor statue observer thing, vision yeah. with Dariax. Um, not really sure, like, does Dariax seem to have some kind of a connection with this place? With his, like, compass? Or it just could be there's just a lot of, like, divine magic yeah. here, and that's why his, like, his, his amulet is having such a reaction to it. He, he's, or yeah, something he's else. something of a wanderer, but also, like, uh, yeah, he's, it's this, it's that, we talked about it again in the last episode, but yeah, his divine nature is not, we don't think it is assigned to any one god or deity like it's it is just this divine sense of magic um so maybe he's just like so easily mm -hmm. attracted or like he attracts gods so easily because they're just like oh what's this little what's this little bundle of divine power with no yeah. name tag on it mm -hmm. um uh but <laughs> but then it's also like Dariax, who is right. a little dim in some areas, who's just like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. you know, whatever. Or is he? Maybe he knows more than oh, he's letting on. Because be. I can't imagine. I can't imagine any sorcerer in a D and D world being just like, oh yeah, no, this is normal. Like, 
Like, you're a goddamn wizard and everyone else is a muggle when you're a sorcerer. <laughs> like, they look at wizards and they're like, oh, you spent 20 years learning that? Oh, well, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, I just I was know it. Like yeah. yeah. I'm um, built differently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to, I'd love for some kind of recognition from Darius about his abilities. Like, what is his understanding of this divine mm-hmm. nature and this chaotic sorcery nature? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely That's definitely interested. We haven't we haven't had a sorcerer uh, except for Tiberius, but we haven't had a sorcerer to really like flesh out in um, Critical Role before, which I think is yeah. And sorcerers are fun; possibly. they're super cool. Potentially exciting for Campaign Three. Who maybe I don't know. Oh, that makes it sound like I do know. I don't clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know. We've seen the script. We've seen the script for mm, Campaign Three yeah. already. It's uh. Yeah. Oh man. We got a writing credit on that uh whole criticism <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yep, yep. Ah, definitely did. <clears throat> um <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so they do eventually meet with um Thraskul, the Loxodon like spiritual leader of of Nirdal Pak. And I think one of the Oh gosh, how, what do I want to call this? I mean, it was an interesting, very very cool learning about what magic is you know it's potential it's it's a thought Mm. it's Mm. you know it's it's there and it's up to us to think it into existence so to speak yeah um potential is all there all it needs is a thought um but what is slightly uh terrifying or unnerving um and cause for anxiety is how she said and i wrote it down because i don't want to forget your journey will end in joy or tears, death or fire, it'll come down to a single moment. Now that screams like TPK to me, almost. Where it's like this, it does end in a TPK of some sorts, where it comes down to like one moment where they do it, they like save the world or whatever happens, because apparently from what she was saying about the events that are happening, it's like cataclysmic. At least that's what it, yeah. that's what it sounds like. Um, so it could be yeah. that it ends with them like stopping it or saving it, but then they die. So maybe it's like a little bit of both, like joy and tears, death or fire. Like maybe it's maybe it's a little bit of both. What happens? They, yeah, and it's it links back to that whole kind of they were in this situation before. Like this is, n- yeah, not like not a timely, but maybe a repeat of past. Yeah, more pattern things. stuff. Yeah. And um, we've still got this giant mesa that just exploded from the ground. So there's clearly something else involved here. Um, I can't see them not going back to that uh, or Mm -hmm. going back to Gilmore. So I'm thinking, like, next episode they're going to do something and then be like, and then you travel 16 weeks back to your mom. Yeah, yeah, um, it it could be that. Um, oh, maybe they teleport there. That that's a possibility as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that mm-hmm. probably makes more sense. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's 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 weird to think that if there is if that is proper foreshadowing, or if that is just you know mystic being mystical, um, that yeah, it comes down to a single decision, or it comes down to like a yeah. single choice. Um, mm-hmm. And so this idea of potential, this magical potential. Maybe this is like, maybe this is the main theme or the thing that kickstarted all these events that are happening. 
perhaps be due to the celestial alignments, the magic potential of Exandria is spiking in different places, which is why the elves of Singorn are going around, or maybe like these elves of Singorn, we don't know if they're actually affiliated with them or not. Yeah. That's why they're potentially going around and collecting these magical leaks, I guess is kind of what they were, and absorbing them into <laughs> residuum spikes. <laughs> Such a good phrase. These magical. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then also, whatever elemental beings caused this mesa to appear, perhaps there was like a strong magical potential in that area, and they're like, "All right, this is where we're gonna create like a, a fiery thing because because we can yeah. because it's there. It's it's ripe with potential." Um, and it is. And we have had this kind of connection to the elements already. There's been a ton of Genasi show up. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about the elemental planes. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, you got the, what they call them, the Ashari, like, were involved. Yeah. The fire mm -hmm. Ashari were involved. Um, Thordax involved. We've got a wildfire yeah. druid. Yeah. Air Genasi. Yeah. Like. So I think, I think it really could be, like, because, I mean, in, in our modern world, it's always, like, never go outside in the full moon. That's when the crazies come out. This could be, like, the, cel the celestial alignments that are happening in Exandria could be causing, like, all of these influxes <laughs> in magical potential, which is just causing yeah. a chain of events to happen. Um, and then, you know, just throw in this vestige of Lolth in there, just for, for good measure. Um, yeah! Like, what? what? <laughs> What's going on with that? I don't know. That's pertinent though because that seems to be the visions that they're all having yeah that's like is that going is that is that like a is that like a full is that going to come into it at all like i don't know i don't know what's happening in the background is lolf behind it mm -hmm. what are these are these elves sing on like followers of lolf like Purple's got a And if they're not, purple. are they working with Pasca maybe? And if not Pasca, are they just working for themselves? <laughs> they just want Ted. But then why do they want Ted? I forgot about Pasca! Completely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Pasca's old news now. We've got bigger fish I... to fry. This is just like when we were, when we've been talking about campaign two where it's like, remember Geladon? Remember when Geladon was the big thing? Remember? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Remember Vokodo? Oh. Oh god, yeah. simple time. That's, <laughs> that's that's what that's what it feels like. It's like it feels like with all of the chaotic stuff that's happened, with all the things that are being thrown at us, it feels like this has been like an all one hundred episode campaign <laughs> so far. Squish there's just so the much. Light. There's so much. But yeah. but like again, the endearing thing about it is it's so chaotic and it's it feels like such it feels like a home game. Um mm. and that's 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 what's attracted me to it, um, to this level. Um, but I mean, doesn't stop me from being confused as heck with uh, with what's going yeah. on. Um, but but who knows? Maybe in these last two episodes, everything falls into place. I know we've been saying that. I feel like every every what is she episode that we've we've talked about, we're like next episode. Eventually, we're gonna get something. We're gonna get something that ties it all together. And I have faith. I have faith. Yeah, that, that that it will that it will get tied together somehow, and it's okay to have loose to have like loose loose ends and stuff and things that don't that don't get tied up. We don't need answers to everything, but I just want to know like what is like the main driving force behind these different events that are 
that yeah. are happening because it seems like because this this um breast cool loxodon they she was saying that the things that are happening is leading to like this grand event and you are all going to be responsible for either saving the world or dying in a blaze of glory or something like that so i don't know yeah i'm with you i'm with you on it like it's just like i i want i want the answers i want to understand where this all connects and i'm sure we will get it it's just there's so much mm. to think about yeah <laughs> like, yeah um it doesn't stop that's at least one good thing like it's yeah. it's mm -hmm. um there's always something new happening like and so next week we're heading to the iron authority and yeah and then what? And then what's next? Yeah, because, yeah, wait, wait, why are they heading to the Iron Authority? No, I thought it was just Fira Rai that was heading there. No, no, she's heading, she's going. Oh, no, yeah, she's heading to find her sister. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then, like, why, why are they going to the Iron Authority? Because Umeji is. Because Umeji's yeah. there, but why do they care? Because isn't she the one that can, like, help deduce the the runes or maybe I, I think I might have I think I might have missed that it's that part maybe. Uh, I yeah, probably, I probably like, missed that part because Fira, Fira was saying that she brought the party to see her because she sees this yes. potential in the party yes. so clearly Umeji has some greater understanding of yeah, or hopefully answers answers to all of their <laughs> all of their burning questions that yeah. they likely have uh, she's the architect sitting in a room full of tvs and she's just gonna <laughs> tell us everything yep oh that would be nice please give us give us the exposition dump let, let us know everything <laughs> tell us all fill it fill in all of the all of the blanks um yeah. but after this after this meeting that they had with thresh cool we had a uh a chase, a chase sequence through the city yeah. of of Nirdalpak, and uh, involving <laughs> involving the this this the Singorn, not Singorn affiliate elves mm. that we don't know what their what their deal is with Ted. Uh, again, mm. could be something. I don't know. Yeah. Could could be something, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I feel like. I don't know. It's 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 hard. It's hard to fully dissect some of these situations because it's a lot of the time it just feels so random. Because before it yeah. just seemed like Mirada was just watching over Opal, maybe as like in, as yeah. like in a, in a protector sense where it's like you don't know what Ted is capable of or like you don't understand what's happening with you. So I'm just gonna just watch over you just to make sure nothing bad happens. But now all of a sudden like they want Ted particularly and we saw in a stinger didn't we like it was the end of last oh it might have been the end of the by Roden episode when they had like they saw the woman in purple and mm -hmm. she was beaten and bloodied or something yeah yeah so what caused what caused that and then why mm. she now after ted and the the Okay, what if? Yeah. What if they were pers? Uh, hmm. This is probably wrong because I don't think Pasca gave two Cannon. shits about Ted. 
<laughs> but the only thing I could potentially think of is maybe like Posca and her gang were like pursuing the party, maybe, and they came across the Singorn people who they knew had just interacted with them, and so they got into a scuffle, maybe, and so now Posca's people are impersonating the Singorn people. But that that seems like a big stretch. But, okay, but here's, here's the other question: What the hell were those statue things? The three-headed meat beasts? I think I think that was because there was a caster. There was a caster among them, and I think they just animated the statues. I think that's all that was. That's that's high level crap. Like that's like that's that 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 aspect of the fight confused me a bit. I, mm. I was like. Yeah, because I, I couldn't picture what these things really were. Um, yeah, I think they were just like just animated kind of... golems or constructs of some kind. Yeah, three-headed meat beast. I was trying to think of what that could sound like as a creature, <laughs> but the closest I got was a chimera. <laughs> and then I was ah, like, I yeah, don't, yeah. Think, yeah. Um, I don't think it was. But no, it was, it was uh, I liked seeing a chase, although it felt a little yeah. less of a chase and more of like a squabble. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, there's some cool stuff. I like seeing, um, my voice just cracked. I like <laughs> seeing, um, some, uh, Orem fighting. I like, I like mm-hmm. Liam when he has like technical stuff to deal with. Yeah. Um, so I think we might see that for him for campaign three, like a real technical kind of character. Cause he was getting oh, there yeah. with wizard. Uh-huh. There's a lot more technical things you can do, <laughs> do in D D. Oh yeah. Um, but he's making he's making me want to play a battlemaster fighter. Those uh, so those maneuvers fun. those maneuvers are so cool. Allow me to talk about my fighter. <laughs> my favorite char- my favorite character I have is a, a battlemaster fighter, and I love him so much. Nice. Um, haven't hey, played them in super... over a year. Oh jeez. Oh. <laughs> so but no, um, a lot of fun. No, no, this is cool seeing the technical kind of aspect. Yeah. Um, tactician nature mm-hmm. come out of it um and then yeah. we got uh dire wolf fern wild shape yeah yeah that was really cool hell yeah just fighting people's heads off oh absolutely brutal uh yeah but there were uh there were a couple of of avatar references this episode obviously i i, I believe this place has strong inspiration for the the whole sun warrior stuff from avatar mm-hmm. uh but then during the chase when uh I believe it was uh, Fira Rai who was doing some dope acrobatic shit, moving through, moving through the streets. There was the, the poor cabbage man losing, <laughs> losing his cabbages <laughs> once more. Um, How did I miss that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was like, a, she pulled it, and you hear like some guy say, "My cabbages." As you, oh as wow! You oh wow! Well, that's like a real, like a straight on the nose. Yeah, that's a yep, yep. And then there was another one. Um, I believe when uh, Fira Rai was riding Fern is the dire wolf. Uh, Abria was like, yep, yep. And she was like, okay, that's oh. enough Avatar references. Okay. Um, Man, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I've, oh, got like a, I've got like an Avatar reference radar going on at all times. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, so I always I always appreciate a good Avatar reference. Definitely. Hmm. But luckily, luckily they were able to reach these reach these assailants and defeat them well they're only able, able to defeat one of them and they got a snazzy ring of greater invisibility off of it uh but the caster the caster was able to dimension excuse me dimension door away yeah. unfortunately 
Which means they're still really close by. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're not out. Of, they're not out of the woods yet, so to speak. They're not out of the city yet. So. I don't know. They, they obviously, unfortunately, did kill this one, and I don't think they have a, a cleric that can cast Speak with Dead, so they can't really ask any questions yeah. to this person. So it's a, it's, it's going to be one of those things where we just have to wait until they get attacked again or yeah. they come across something that gives them answers. Or maybe, because of this event that happened, maybe Opal will have like a small scene in the next episode where she tries to contact Ted. Be like, yo, why the hell are these people after you? Um, but is Ted going to be there? Because we get that's true. Abrea said like, like uh, her connection was gone. Like she doesn't yeah. for the time being. She doesn't have her magic, and now mm -hmm. we see that Ted is clearly being assailed somehow by one of these by this per person in red, a yeah. purple. Mm -hmm. um, so how's that going to look next episode? When if if Opal can't access her magic? Yeah. It could just be uh, where she, maybe she just has to wake Ted up. I don't know. Look within herself and try to stir her awake or, or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because Ted, Ted is still there. It just seemed like Ted maybe feels guilty about what happened. And so he's sort of um, regressing back into yeah. within, within Opal's being. But, yeah. Gosh. And it doesn't feel like there's been any or like much reconciliation still between Opal and Ted because when also she talks about it again, which, which is fair, I think I would feel the same way. Yeah. If like from Opal's perspective, someone that she was trying to get away from and is now in herself. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Um, and she's still saying it like, yeah, I still can't even be by myself. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see the resolution to that, to their relationship, if it's going to be, like, something that Oprah wants to keep or stay is, or if there's some way to get Ted back or, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think it'll be an interesting an interesting conclusion to that story if yeah. we do get one like that. I think, I think that'll probably be the thing that would annoy me the most, uh, just as a viewer, if there is no kind of main re resolution to this Ted storyline, but I feel like mm. there's going to be because it's Ted's yeah. bigger than we realize. I think, mm -hmm. or not realize. You know, and I think uh, nah, wasn't it wasn't it uh, a Bria that had said that um, Opal's character plays a pretty a pretty key role in this story? I think she might have mentioned that on Twitter. Yeah, maybe. So. Maybe seems, but but it's still like in what capacity does does she play a role? Because it seems very isolated to just Opal and to whatever these Singorn people are. Yeah, but Theros Cool was also saying how, like, you're all super special people. <laughs> Which yeah. is like, you don't mm -hmm. say it to someone because it'll go to their head. But then mm -hmm. it's like, you are all, like, chosen ones. Um, yeah. Which is, which is interesting for the, for the, for the, for the story. Yeah. That was a great sentence. It's yeah. interesting for the story. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So who knows? It could be maybe maybe Ted comes out and that's the blaze of glory that happens. Like they're trying to stop whatever, I don't know, cataclysmic thing that happens. And Ted, Ted's the one who pulls through and leaves Opal's <laughs> body to assist them in stopping whatever is happening. 
I don't know. I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing darts at a wall, trying to trying to see if something sticks. Um, but I think I think the theme the theme of this series has just been absolute chaos. So I can only assume that it will also end with chaos. Uh, in what in what form that yeah. may take is is you know remains to be seen. But I I definitely expect I definitely expect this this series to end to end with a bang. Within the next within the next two episodes, <laughs> are our something ones. fire related? <laughs> yeah, give us something fire related, as that also seems to be one of the one of the driving themes. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, no, the fire. yeah, unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to Fira Rai this episode. I didn't think that was going to yeah. happen. I thought no, Anjali was going to be here for the rest of the story. And I'm kind of sad because. She was a cool character. Yeah, and I understand. I understand why she's leaving. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I fully understand the reasoning mm -hmm. because it's kind of like I feel like she's. I get the whole kind of like we were here to bring you here, um, yeah. but I feel like it's not finished yet. Like, the, the yeah, and and I think um, uh, it was either Thresh Thresh Cool or. It was when she was looking for that that voice, that that gift that she has, where uh, yeah. did I write it down? Um, Excuse me. I don't. I don't think so. Um, but it was it was it was basically saying that your story with them isn't over yet. You will see them again. So mm. clearly, clearly they meet up again at some point. In the future, or at least that's what that's what this gift is is telling her. Um, but then again, hmm. the meta knowledge that Anjali might know because of like DM DM stuff that she might have given to Fira Rai before the the story started. Before she left, she had another sidebar with Dorian, talking to him very yes. seriously. Um, yeah. About I wrote I wrote down loosely what what she had said. That Dorian made a terrible choice in his past, or will make a terrible choice. Oh, really? I didn't catch the will make a terrible. Well, that, that that was sort of like that was like my interpretation of kind of what okay, she was okay. kind of what she was she was hinting at, which would kind of make sense because uh, he's already been leaning a little bit towards this circlet of wealth. Yeah. So something drove him to make a terrible choice to be alone. It's never worth to be alone yeah uh, yep but then but then he said don't worry i would do anything for my friends but that was the problem yeah. to begin with <laughs> right yeah making the deal with lol was uh -huh. he would do anything for his friends i took that as a really cool play by robbie yeah dorian because it's just like don't worry no it's fine i'll do anything for my friends including mm -hmm. making a deal with a betrayer god yeah. like i thought that was a really cool uh, uh character choice if that yeah. is what he meant by it but i kind of yeah. feel like i'm out of it <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine it probably is. Oh gosh! Yeah. But then, what does that, what does that mean? Because again, like there's, yeah, because there's like there's so many possibilities for like a climactic ending for this. There's the stuff with Lolf. There's now the stuff with Ted. There's the whole fire elemental stuff that could be it. Like, and I'm honestly excited for any of them because they're all pretty interesting and they've all had some semblance of build up. Over the course of these episodes, 
it's just a matter of like which one which one's going to take the spotlight to end this mini campaign and perhaps yeah, some of them see... are comboed together i don't know I just, I just had an image of the finale being like they're in a fire plate or something and Darius is there saying like you were the chosen one to dorian <laughs> oh no like, yeah you were meant to join us yeah i uh yep uh anakin obi-wan sort of deal yeah <laughs> i could see it i could see it um but then we got another another uh after credits post credit scene with more more juicy ted stuff what? saying <laughs> i will burn okay so whatever the hell whatever the hell ted did to mirada because this was mirada that was that was saying this this was a mirada pov um mm. saying i will burn the world apart to have you and then ted mm. began screaming ted ted what did you do what did you do ted what have you gotten yourself wrapped up in? And I'll burn the world to have you. That's that's pretty extreme. That's pretty extreme. So okay, the her okay okay her saying I'll burn the world apart to have you is she perhaps responsible for the fire plane stuff that's been popping yeah. up? I will that's burn the world to have you. It seems like pretty an extreme way to draw Ted out. Maybe unless Ted. When she had left, had something to do with some fiery stuff, maybe? Or maybe ran with these people, like a part of their gang, their squad, whatever they were up to. Or, or is it their mother? <laughs> maybe. Maybe the mother. Or the dad. I know that the, the dad seemed to be a touchy subject for Ted. Maybe. I think, I kind of really hope it's not the mother. <laughs> I think that would be such a... <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't want to sound mean, but I feel like it'd be a really cliche thing to be like, I was your mother. <laughs> like like <laughs> uh, Mirada is the I, mother I in disguise. It, I know it can be done like in a lot of ways, but I, I hope it's something different and new. Yeah. Um yeah. could be. Mm. Mm. So many, so many <laughs> so many questions. But now it feel it feels like, at least for now, Lolth has taken a bit of a backseat, so we'll see if her corruption and chaos sort of seeps through the cracks once more uh, within the next two episodes. Maybe it's just like a clash of like Dorian becoming Lolf's champion versus Ted, who is the champion of the plane of elemental fire. I don't know. Oh god. That seems that seems pretty out there. That seems pretty radical. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know at this point. <laughs> Anything can happen. All, Anything. All the potential. Is, all, it's the potential. You just gotta think all, it into existence. All I know is that we are the moon, okay? Yep. That's if Yes. For those of you who are still here listening to our crackpot theories, if there is one takeaway from this episode of the What's She Podcast, it is that we are the moon. We, we were the, the moon, moon this whole time from the beginning. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. And so, I mean, with that, with that earth-shattering, mind-breaking, reality-bending, moon-shattering prediction or theory, whatever you want to call it, is there anything else? (laughs) Is there anything else we wish to to bring up about this episode? Anything we'd like to touch on again? You asked that, and I was waiting for someone else to answer. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wait, no, he's asking me. Yep, Um, yep. It's not like we've done this 55 (laughs) times. 
No, honestly, it's it's as we've said. I'm just kind of waiting for some answers. I'm excited. I think the thing I'm most excited about is Dorian's kind of characterization. Yeah, um, I'm really liking all that development. One, I think we, yeah, I think we could get some dark stuff from there. I think we can get some more conflict with him and Orem. I think we can get some sad vibes from him with Dariax. The angst, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. The yeah. angst. Yep. This this um, campaign's been too funny, too lighthearted so far. We need the angst. Yeah, exactly. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's probably the thing I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Good. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Give me, give me the angst. And on that note, I guess we can go ahead and call this one a wrap. As always, thank you all so much for joining us in the discussion, hanging out, chit chatting, vibing, lurking whatever you may be doing to participate in this podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed our little, uh, you know, our little discussion, us going off the rails a little bit, but uh, we are the moon. Hashtag we are the moon. We were the moon the whole time. Uh, yeah. So as always, don't forget to love each other. Spread the love to everyone you meet, everyone you see. The world needs more love in it. But most yes. importantly, don't forget to love yourself. That is the most important thing you can do. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. Eat some food, drink some water, get plenty of rest. You deserve it, and I'm proud of you for being here with us. So, with all that being said, I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your morning, day, evening, wherever you may be on this glorious earth, and I'll see you all very soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.